we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. Mm. We got Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, uh, so Adam, I don't know if you go Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man, man. Home. You know Pac-Man. 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 Jones, I've been on the damn Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I ain't never heard him call sure. that in my life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's a podcaster now. You know, you just never know. And we got Brandon Marshall. What's up, guys? What they do? You a podcaster now? Man, I don't know where he get that he intro from. <laughs> Now, Pac-Man, you can't curse on this show, though. Okay. I, heard, I heard you on the radio oh, yeah. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you better let you got, see, you got to tell me that you off the curse. rip. You get what I'm you saying? Can, you can curse. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like driving a car without a seatbelt sometimes, so... If, if I need to put my seatbelt on, just let you me know. Curse. Curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, we not live. We not live. live. You she was live curse. in Pittsburgh. That's yeah, why. I was. I was. Yeah. He called me right after talking about, man, they ain't tell me, bro. <laughs> they cut me off. I said, they cut you off. They cut me off. And then they called me out. They said, that was legendary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a fine. It's like a $250,000 fine. Depending on what word it is. Oh, for real? Yeah. Depending on the word. Uh, well, oh. it was eat. You could say it. Yeah. Oh, eat. it was eat shit, pick, fuck pit. This is a horrible oh, yeah. fucking town. Eat shit, pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like three of them. Yeah, that's funny when you say stuff like that because you're talking to the fans, I'm sure, yeah. or the Steelers. Yeah. But when you go there, it's probably some dude that, you know, reps the city and like, man, why you say we a piece of shit town? Well, you know what? Actually, I haven't met that person because everybody know where I stand at between Pittsburgh and, and West Virginia or Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. But every now and then you're always going to have some somebody that's got something to say. But, like, I'm not – I have nothing against – the people of Pittsburgh. I just don't like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I when he asked me to go to <laughs> the camp to see the Steelers, I'm like, yo, hell no. Like, took it, I, it would be against everything and in, 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 in that I stand for to do that. That's just me personally. <laughs> what you said? What you the said? Problem, though. You said you wanted to play for Mike Tomlin one time? I said I would have played for Mike Tomlin. But, okay. like, you know, I don't have no problem with Mike Tomlin. Actually, Mike Tomlin is one of my good friends I would say as far as coaches mm-hmm. coaching wise he actually hired Blaine Stewart who dad was my coach in West Virginia who is also now the uh, uh special teams coach in Pittsburgh okay but it just it's, it's I can't do that bro like I here's can't. the problem though like we watch these games on Sunday you see dudes beefing but 95 97 percent of the time when they walk in the locker room it's over right they could be out there by the buses families talking you know oh yeah that was nothing so now he's three years out done playing ball he's still carrying this beef like bro that was football we got paid to do that <laughs> why, why, like, why still hold the, i mean i can't yeah, tell, like, I hold that i hope he's long time but what did they do to you that's that bad that you like bro, holding this it was just it's, it's it's not what they did to me it's what that i didn't get to do to them <laughs> um, but like just imagine this say like say like you where you from I'm from New York, Queens. Queens, right? So let's just say your be- one of your your buddies that you really didn't like mm-hmm. was down in Brooklyn. He's like, yo, man, I want you to come throw your birthday party here instead of back in Queens. Why not you come chill, meet everybody, you know, get you some interviews, da da da. What would you say? You'd be like, bro, that shit don't add up. Right? <laughs> just don't add up. Like, and then, and my point to Brandon is, why well, put myself in a situation where I might have to take the seatbelt off? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I would not F with him. Not the whole Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just like, I'm not going to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going to Brooklyn. Like, F Pittsburgh is a record label staff and mother F and If I'm not getting paid to go to Pittsburgh, <laughs> you will not see Adam Jones. Well, Brandon loves loves the little shitty town. But, like, <laughs> I'm, from Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. It's a little shitty it's, town. Oh, you're from Pittsburgh? Oh, oh goddamn, Brandon. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> the only reason. But, like, there's no reason for nobody to go there. You wouldn't go there unless you're getting paid. So, you telling like, me that? shit to do there. So, what are, you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Black and Yellow comes on in the club or on the radio? Oh, you know, I, I ain't that personal now. I, I'm, in, I'm into music. So, okay. I, the music play itself. Or. I just ain't into nothing with Pittsburgh when it comes to sports. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling in Pittsburgh. Crazy. You know what I mean? That, that ain't Jones. Is there that, any other city you don't mess with like that? Nah, Pittsburgh might be the only one. what they say? That's not P. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> hey, I will say, though, Pac-Man, you don't get enough credit for how you grown. Because there was a time when you was in the news all the time for, for, for something. Like so, why do why you feel like people only they whisper about your success but want to scream your failures? Uh, you know because certain shit sells. And at the time when I was, if media would have been what it is today, mm-hmm. I'd have came out and talked about every situation, just because it's it's more open now. Now now that it's fair, we have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you I was, envy that a little bit because the, the fact that players can say what's on their mind and it gets out fast and it, no, they ain't I, gotta be polite and nice. I actually like it. Uh, Cause I'm one of those guys, 
like even with my wife with my wife we have like physical frustration like get your shit off your chest you know what i mean and after 30 minutes we'll move on mm -hmm. but i don't want you bullshitting all day and being mad all day because you wanted to tell me something 30 minutes ago about mm -hmm. the way i said something that's real sense but um if i had this media what they have right now i i, I would have had a chance to speak about everything you gotta realize when we was up under the shield they was hiding us it's like yo you can't tweet this. Yo, you can't say nothing after the game. Um, if you say this, you're getting fined. Mm -hmm. um, and our fines was really big. Mm -hmm. Like, you talking about them fines that they find on radio? Mm -hmm. They they find them same 250s in the locker room, but it come out of my check. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I choose to go against the rules or say something mm -hmm. um, crazy that might catch a clip on all of the new channels. Actually, when I cussed out Jerry Porter um, for, the, for the playoffs game, mm -hmm. I got fined like 150 for that. Damn. Like for that rent. And um, they end up giving me half of it back afterwards because it, it was just insane that he was on the field. But, like, yeah, if I could have really just went on my podcast or went on our platform right after the game, oh, my right. God. Right. Probably had two, three million people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, watching or subscribing just mm -hmm. from that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the dif difference from these younger guys that have the, the platform these days. People watching it, you know what I mean? So if you're saying the right thing at the right time, you can go and get you three, 400 people to watch what mm -hmm. you say. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit more easier. Uh, Brandon, you expound on that. Why is it important for athletes to have control of their own narratives like y'all do now? Because it's a business, mm -hmm. point blank period. You know, um, you got to think about every how we get paid is because of the TV deals, mm -hmm. right? You see these, uh, they just expanded the college football playoffs from – uh, eight to twelve. Mm -hmm. That's that's a difference in two billion dollars. Damn. Right. So it's all about eyeballs. So Pack, what he talking about? You can go out there, and some of these young guys in high school, college, if they're in the right <clears throat> place at the right time, say the right thing, do the right thing, they could get to a million followers. They can get to a million subscribers. You know, you guys know this in in, in the game podcasting or radio. That's what it's all about. Now, mm -hmm. how do you monetize? That, that platform, how do you monetize that those followers? So we don't need to go to ESPN anymore. We don't need to go to FS1 anymore. We got our own platform. We got our own distribution. It's fucking YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's Instagram. It's TikTok, right? So now it's about do you have the foundation? Do you understand uh, uh, the best business practices to build on top of that? Um, I recommend all, all every guy out there start their own YouTube channel. I recommend every guy out there don't take the Nike deal if they're not offering millions of dollars because they not. There's only a handful of basketball players really making money off the field, off the court. There's only a handful of football players making uh, uh, millions of dollars off the field. So go start your own brand, your own platform. You have a moment in the game. You, you got guys making 300000 after a game on a T-shirt. Damn. Now, that's yeah, real. Yeah, like, yeah, Des Bryant yeah, yeah. made probably over $10 million on his X, throw up the X. Yeah. Julian Edelman playing in, in with the Patriots made over $10 million with his T-shirt line, right? Why would you go take that $100,000 Nike deal? That's real. That's I was going to ask, you know, the game has changed so much since you guys played football. Do you look at the game as a lot softer now? What? Do you think you can play that game? <laughs> Shit's so soft now. Like, we was talking the other day. I don't know who I was talking to, but, like, only thing that you're allowed to do right now, I think if we was on the show, is cut block. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we don't yeah, even know yeah. what that is. What is cut blood? <laughs> so like you you you, you run into me. You 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 Darrell Revis. Okay, you know, I'm wide receiver, and I come cut you in your knees. Just dive in your knees. Oh, I thought that was up. illegal. No, 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 no. So the offense can do it. Certain situations, oh. in certain situations. So okay. say if it's a correct toss, which is a sweep, like toss it to the running back, big ass tackle that come around and say my little ass is coming up, he can go and cut me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's probably the only thing. That haven't changed, but everything else, shit, you can't even hit a motherfucker. You got to make sure you watching how I you like hit it. Him. And that makes you say you like it, but you know, <clears throat> you coming, somebody coming at you full steam ahead, right? And now he got to watch how he hits you, so he got to make sure he doesn't hit you in a certain way. Where you could be going down, he could be going down. But if it's helmet to helmet, then he get a penalty, he get a fine. Yeah, I don't like it because fine. first of all, it, it's making me think too much. And when you start thinking, you get hurt. You start ducking your head. Mm. You start putting your head in different places. Brandon's an offensive guy. He don't like getting hit. Me, I like to wake folks up. You know what I'm saying? If I catch you not looking, I can get your ass. I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So um, I'm, I am I, I, I like the, the old school way. I, I don't like the the the, the, per, the key per, personal fouls. If you if he looked like he hit him hard, he already thrown out the game. Like It's got to get to a certain point where we get some consistency of it so it can – Look right. It don't even look right right now. And and you can't celebrate anymore, right? You celebrate, you get a a, a flag. No, it's different now. With the celebration, it, it, it used to be like that, but now because they they're embracing us, they're embracing our flair, our fashion, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. They're letting us do more on the on the field. Um, so they doing more there. But to his point, like I mean, to what you, what you guys were talking about earlier, I like it, man, because of health. Like, that's why I like it. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a situation where I went to crack back a guy, and I hit him so hard he was out for a couple of weeks. And after that, and that was my second year in the league, I played 13 years. After that, I said, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. As long as I get in position, make the block, my guy get where he needs to go, I get where, where I, what I need out of it, I ain't going to be hurt. He ain't going to be hurt. I'm good, right? Because now when you see these some of these dudes, like, he lucky. He played 13 years, too. He lucky how he walking around. He but can still I've play. He can still play. But, bro, but some I, of these dudes walking around, they look terrible. They in bad shape, man. So I think the game is getting better because it's getting – they're protecting certain – Parts of the game when it comes fit, come to the physical. And Pac Man, you played for a long time. I broke my neck though. I had C three, C four. I'm paralyzed. So, like, I got. See, a, think I about got, that. Think about that. But that, think about that. That's my I point. Gotta, and what they I, say, let's I take the head out of the game. That's basically what they like, talking about. Can't do that, bro. You got You got it. But see, that's old school thinking, and that's what that's that's how we came up. Is like that's how you play the game. But I'm just like one guy out there. Yeah, you yeah. know. But some people just don't like change. He just don't like change. <laughs> I don't mind change, but the game. Should be you broke at your a neck. high intense level. Like it's talk, talk to us about that about experience this, when you land like, on the field with your neck broken. It was horrible. It was horrible. I'm sitting there screaming like, "Fuck, yo!" <laughs> like, bro, what the hell wrong? I'm like, bro, I cannot move. Help! And they thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. Mm-hmm. Fucking muff the pump, punt. And James Harrison, y'all know how big he is. Hell yeah! Motherfucker hit me on the top of my head. Now that was a dirty play. That's why I don't like Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, so it's James Harrison fault. <laughs> no, but when I got hit on the top of my head, I was down for like six minutes. I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh shit, I can't feel nothing. I'm looking up, my boy played with Pittsburgh, who went to high school with me, Karen Fox. Loves loving the death. Saved my life actually. And um he's like, Pat, you better fair catch the ball, boy. We're gonna kill you out here. And I'm looking up, I'm still paralyzed. I said, man, fuck you. Hell 
up when I'm screaming. He's <laughs> like, man, are you hurt for real? I'm like, yeah, fool. <laughs> it's, it's a funny story if he tell it. So anyway, I end up getting off the field and getting myself together. Um, had the surgery and all of that stuff, but yeah. you good now. But like, either you you for the game or you're not for the game. You get what I'm saying? Like, so much other stuff that you can do to get hurt. Like this shit he talking about. It's more people that's walking down the street that's getting hit with bullets and and cars and everything. So me personally, I don't live my life with saying, all right, we got to take away all the unnecessary hitting so the game can be safer. No, the game still is going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You can't control certain ways people get hit. And I'm sorry, like, it wasn't James Harrison's fault because I, I muffed the punt and he hit me and I'm I'm paralyzed. What, you, what was he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. It, it been the same situation ever been somebody else? I would have towed their ass up too. Hey, man, sorry. I hope you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're how, how, how did homie ch- save your life? You said he saved your life. Oh, well, Fox was one of my boys. Uh, his parents, like, adopted me when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, Kieran Fox, we went to the same high school together. Mm-hmm. He ended up being drafted uh, third round by Pittsburgh, got a Super Bowl ring. But, like, that's my boy boy. Like, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we was in the projects. His, his parents was pretty much well off, you know. They had about 40 acres, um, and they would come get me. And they really, that, uh, Fox didn't really show me something different beside the hood. You know? Right, right, right. It's always, that's what I be trying to t- do now as far as kids in the hood. Let me get y'all out of here and show y'all something different. Because if you never get out of here and see nothing different, the mindset is going to keep your ass right here. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. And that was the best thing that they could have did for me. Hey, man, let me get you out of here and show you something else. Shit, I ain't know nothing else. I ain't never been nowhere. I travel playing football, basketball. You know what I mean? Go from the projects, the school, school, the Florida, Florida, Alabama, just playing sports. But as far as seeing different things, shit, my, my, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, man. My first time going to Lenox Mall. Mm-hmm. Is when I was 21 years old. I ain't never wow. know, never even knew nothing about wow. Lennox. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a West Side kid. I'm over there at Greenbrier Mall, West End. Mm-hmm. Lennox, I ain't never heard shit about no Lennox. You know what I <laughs> mean? Mm-hmm. I ain't learned about Lennox till I was almost rich. Right. Like, I came home, bro. The end of my freshman year, my grandma was sick. And um, 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 Earl Calloway, which is a kid who played with me, dad had just got a church that was by Lennox uh, Mall. Mm-hmm. So I go from, first of all, shit, we ain't have no car. I ain't have no car at the time. So it's like 45 minutes across across the uh, way. I get over there, I'm like in heaven, like, bro, is this what money really look like? Mm-hmm. Like, because that was my first time seeing, damn, valet parking. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Sacks. Bro, I, I, don't, I ain't know no damn sex fifth was. You know, I know what Foot Locker. <laughs> Macy's. Macy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I went, and I was fresh. Best dress and all that, but I knew how to put shit together that I could put together. Mm-hmm. Now, shoes, I'm always going to have the best shoes. But, like, as far as, uh, what do they call these stores? Uh, designer? The designer stores, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the Lulus and all of these. Man, I had no idea of none of that. None of it. So, so mm-hmm. it just opened your mind to what's, what's possible. Made what you want more. Yeah, it made yeah. me want more. Yeah. Like, I'm like, God damn. It's crazy because this is, we, what, this is what I want right here. This is what I want. Yeah, but it's crazy because when you think about uh, some of our cities, right, like even Chicago, when I was playing for the Bears, there's some people live on the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. never been downtown. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? That shit's real. And it's about, you know, exposure leads to expansion. You know, when you start 
when you start getting those certain environments, it does open up your brain and open up your mind and seeing what's real out there. That's why, I, I mean, people should always travel. But now you got social media, mm-hmm. right? Social media, like, damn, that person's doing that. I want, I want to see that. I want to do that. But that's real, though. Some people never even travel five miles to the other side of town. That's right. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, with both of you playing football, would you advise your family members, your young kids to play football? Because a lot of people say, nah, I would never advise them. Yeah. Uh, this generation, I got, a, I got, I got, I got nephews in high school right now. This is the last generation that's playing football. Really? Right. Yeah. Just two weeks ago, opening night, um, high school football just started. Fourth quarter, game on the line. They put him back there. He's 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 him now. He's nice. Put him back there. Kickoff return. Boom. He takes off down the middle. Somebody clean his clock. Boom. Helmet come flying off. Mouth bleeding. Blood all over the place. Mm. He out. Right and 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 look, I I played the game violent like so I I'm sitting up here sounding soft compared to Pat. I'm just finna say, good I played, God I, yeah, I'm soft now though. <laughs> but like you got to think about that. Like I'm out there with damn near tears in my eye. Like this is my this damn near my son, mm-hmm. right? And and it just hits a little differently because you only get one brain, right? You understand? So for me, that's the last generation. But it was already in their blood. They seen they was in the dormitories with me when I was one. I mean, when they was one, right? So like I couldn't stop that. But my son, he giving me hell right now. He's seven. I got I got twins. Then I got a three year old, and uh, the three year old's a boy. And then I got the boy girl twin, and the seven year old. He giving me hell. He want to play, but I'm like, son, man, we can play tennis, man. We can play other things. We can play basketball, but you know, we we gonna see how that goes. Crazy. I I did- my son is my son is the same. My, my youngest son, and I wouldn't let him play tackle this year. I let him play flag though. I mm-hmm. said, you play flag. Let's see let's see how you like it. And then then we we'll go from there. Now, what what about you, Pat Oh, my jumping off the porch. <laughs> my, and my hustable kids, like, but my kids, so, of course, everybody know about Chris, um, my best friend who passed away. No, everybody don't know, you got to tell them. Well, I, I adopted my best friend's kids, which is little Chris, DeMarcus, and Saini, mm-hmm. which is a eighth grader, uh, freshman. The freshman is the number one player in the country in football, wide receiver. And then my what niece, wide receiver, Wait, what six four, uh, West Claremont, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Okay, he he the real deal. Like like yeah. how B was saying, mm-hmm. yeah he, yeah he, he, he got him. it, he yeah, got him. it. Um, and you adopted yeah. all three of them. That's very honorable, man. Yeah, Absolutely. my niece, yeah. um, she got all the offers. She played basketball too. Mm-hmm. But my my youngest son is four, little Junie. This little joker, like it's it's no way I could tell him like, no, you can't play. And I did the same thing. I'm trying to like. Just slowly but surely, mm-hmm. like, all right, bro, go and get the green light with tackle football. Um, last year, three played flag. This year, I'm going to put them at flag again. And then next year, I'll let them play tackle. And then I got two two daughters. My oldest daughter is in Atlanta. She's a track star. My youngest daughter is here with me. But, yeah, man. But I let my daughter play flag, too, though. My daughters play flag. They love it. Yeah, yeah. My niece play flag. They love it. They yeah. play with the boys. They love it. They fast, quick. It, it just there ain't no money in that for them. Though. But they nah, can get, No, there is no scholarship. Scholarship, okay, yeah, yeah, right. they, they, yeah. They, they taking flag football serious now. For real? Yeah. In college? Yes. Yeah, yes. you really? My niece started playing last year. I said, keep going. Yeah, it's going to go to school for free. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Man, bro. You can get a scholarship playing flag football. You got to think about power. You're looking at them like, wow. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, is that why you got into the mental health space so heavy, Brandon? Because, you yeah. know, you're talking about the physical aspects of football, but, you know, now we see that CTE clearly had effect, too. Is that what got right. you into it? No, I think football... Um, got me there faster and exposed it faster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, I say the etiology behind what we go through, 
is environmental, it's upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the shit that I was doing and saying, you go back to my neighborhood, my grandma act like that. My yeah, aunts yeah, act yeah. like that. Yeah. The neighbors act like that, right? So it's like you're a product of your environment. There's certain things out there, some people living with anxiety or depression um, that, you know, those are real things, um, you know, and, and everybody's case is different. But for me, when you start making mistakes at that level and now you got Breakfast Club talking about you, you're on ESPN, then and then and then it, it makes you, it does something to you when you're sitting there literally watching that. Mm-hmm. You could be around people and they talking about you. They got your mug shot up there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So now you start looking at yourself in the mirror just a little bit differently because now you got, you know, millions of dollars on the line. You got, you know, your legacy on the line. You got your own goals on the line. So what you going to do? Some mm-hmm. dudes look in the mirror and they say, you know what, I'm going to continue going down the same path. And they ask, don't got nothing and it's over. Some dudes say, you know what? I want to figure this out. So for me, I I wanted to figure it out for so many different reasons. And the league, and and we were talking about this a little earlier, like there's so many things that we have available to us, but they made me go to get help and counseling. right? But it was like four or five years, though. Four or five years, one time I was talking to four or five different people. I was like, just got a DUI. And they're like, all right, you got to talk to this substance abuse person. So now I'm talking to this person once a week. Then they talk to me, had me talking to this nail person. Mm-hmm. You already know how it is. But then I just serious, didn't. Though. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So the first four years, I didn't. And then when I got to the Miami Dolphins, right, and then I went to Ricky Williams, I was like, damn, Rick. I was like, because I couldn't control, you know, like how I talked. Like, you know, whatever I felt, I said. Right, fucking coach says something, do something dumb. Like the fuck we doing? So uh, Ricky Williams, he just came out with the documentary Thirty for Thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. So as soon as I got traded there, signed this forty uh, f- uh, f- uh, five four year extension, forty seven million dollar deal. Right. As soon as I touched down to Miami, he had this whole premiere, and so I'm we all go there, and he's talking about mental health. Right. This is a dude that walked away from millions of dollars and went and lived in a tent in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like what? Right. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing him now and he's a totally different cat. So you're watching this documentary. Then you seeing who Ricky Williams is today. Mm-hmm. Right. Fast forward to the season. Terrible season. And I just couldn't control. I'm like, I come in. I'm like, yo, you know, I ain't going to say nothing. I know coach going to be on something terrible, some, some, some bullshit. Let me not say nothing. And then I would just boom, say so. So I went to Rick one day. I was like, damn, Rick. I was like, do you think I'm bipolar or something? You're right. Because I'm thinking about his documentary. Mm-hmm. He said, no, B, I don't think you bipolar. I just think you say the things that we all want to say but shouldn't say. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I was like, who's that doc? That Dr. Gunderson, like, you recommend I go talk to him? He's like, I don't know, man. I just think, you know, you just say the things that we all want to say and shouldn't say. So that offseason, I end up going to McLean Hospital in, 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 in Waltham, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, and they walked me through. I did a clinical evaluation, a neurological evaluation. Um, I was in my mentalization therapy. So I was up there for three months in an outpatient program. And you know, Damn, you was outpatient for three months. Yeah, I was outpatient. So they let you stay at the hotel? No, I had my own apartment. I moved my whole team oh, up shit. there. Everything. I had. They didn't a, let me do that. Yeah. So so I get there, and 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 right, right off top, I was diagnosed with uh uh. Borderline personality disorder. The best way to describe it as emotional disorder. Mm-hmm. Can you regulate your emotions? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you cope? Can you cope with what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you have the skills and tools? 
So what happens is you go in these programs. Some people inpatient. Some people need medicine. Some people outpatient. Some people is a mixture of both. For me, I was up there for three months in an outpatient program. I was in dialectical behavior therapy. Dialectical behavior therapy is this group therapy that teaches you the skills and tools to be able to cope. Some people, and a lot of us, and that's what I mean by environmental. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit's going on outside. Can you? Can I look at you and say, bro, you hurt my feelings? Mm-hmm. Can I look at you and say, man, like... Let me just breathe. Give me a second. Let me go on the walk, and then I'm going to come back, and we can pick this up. No, what we do, we mm-hmm. just respond, right? right. We react. I should, let me say that, not respond. We react, right? So that would, that's what dialectical behavior therapy teaches. Then there's mentalization therapy. A lot of us is black and white. We just stuck in our ways. So it helps you with your rationale, help you process things. Then you got cognitive behavior therapy. Yep. Then you got self-assessment. Self-assessment is just a group therapy where you sit around and just talk. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't even talk. Do you know how powerful that is, just talking, mm-hmm. looking at you and saying, this was going on in my life? Right? That was probably the most profound thing I've ever gone through. Forget mentalization therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, or DBT. It was just sitting in a self-assessment, li- listening to people talk. Mm-hmm. I love CBT. All right. What about you, Pac, man? You- um, I went through all of that that Brandon went through too. <laughs> Mine was a little different. Um, my whole thing was the bipolar thing, and my mom was taking medicine. This is the fucking fucked up part about it. My mom have been taking bipolar medicine for the last fifteen years, I think. Mm-hmm. It never told me. Same here, my dad. The I'm same like, way. <laughs> like I'm up at McLean Hospital. And uh, they say I'm bipolar. I say I ain't know. I ain't. I, they asked me anybody in my family bipolar. I'm like, no, nah, ain't nobody bipolar. My mom like, yeah, I've been taking this medicine since you was in the seventh, sixth grade. I'm like, bro, why haven't you? Why did you not have the audacity to fucking tell me this? I, probably half of my life would have been a lot better if I. Knew that yeah, yeah, I, I, I already know I'm already up. fucked up. Yeah. But if I knew that I I had something wrong, then I could right, kind of right. grab it, you know right, what I mean, right. and get it under control. I think that I would have been ten times better than sure. what I am right now. Because mm-hmm. all right, I I know I have an issue. Mm-hmm. Then I know what triggers it. You know what I mean. But if you don't know that man, it's it's a lot of people that's from the hood and the inner city that parents are taking different meds and they're not telling their kids what they're taking. Or they've been diagnosed before and never tell their kids they've been diagnosed. If I can say anything to any parent, man, be honest with your kids. Open dialogue of any mental or any health uh, uh, diagnosis or situations that you have because it might not sound like uh, a big thing, but shit lingers down. It's, It's like Almost eighty five percent. If your parent got it, you're gonna have it. Mm-hmm. But it's fir- but first, I think it starts with. I mean, there's a, a stigma around mental health, right? Mm-hmm. So first, they don't feel comfortable sharing it with the children because they haven't accepted it first, right? Damn, you talking about I'm borderline, I'm bipolar, I'm living with ex- anxiety or depression. If I tell you, if I tell the world, like they gonna look down on me. Right. So, like, I I think it starts first. I think there are some parents out there that need to disclose that and talk about those things. But I think it really, really where the stigma lies is people accepting that there's 320 million Americans, give or take a few, and fucking almost 120 is living with something. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't even have to have a diagnosis 
to actually have your life be a, a living hell. Like, you could just be dealing with stress. You could be just dealing with marital challenges. You could be dealing with just work problems. You just got laid off. What are you going to do? How are you going to cope with that? That's right. I know, I know right. you fellas got to go, so we got to ask a couple of questions. Football season this year, who do you think is going to take it this year? Cowboys, baby. What? Cowboys. He's a cowboy fan. He said that every year. He been, I've been here you know I love Jerry I'm World, consistent. Do you really think they're going to beat the Eagles? No. Hell no. That's like me saying the Giants. I think the Eagles are going <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl. I think the Damn, Eagles. Damn, the Super Bowl? I think the Eagles. What about the Bills? People have been saying the Bills. Eagles do look good, though. I I, I think the Bills lose to my Bengals. Mm. So you say, you say your pick is the Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl? Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. Okay, okay. What do you say, bro? I'm going to go with uh, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Yeah, I'm going to go with them boys, and then I'm going to go with uh, damn, I'm gonna go with the Rams to go back. Rams. But I really want Todd Bowles, black head coach, head coach of the Jets for a while when I was playing. Uh, I want him to get his Todd's with Tom coach, Brady. But, but, but I think it's going to be the Rams and it's going to be the Broncos. What do you think of Brady's decision to come back after retiring? Think he should have left? Think it should have been a wrap? You think it's gonna be like the Jordan when Jordan came back? He went to forty five. I want to see. I he he, he should have yeah. left after the seventh ring. Yeah. He should have left. That's it. Go out on top. Yeah, I felt like it was impulsive. Mm -hmm. Felt like it was something deeper. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he he always said, "I'm gonna play till I'm forty five or this this age or whatever." And Man, you then, know what it really was, bro. I know what it he is. He got home. He was around. <laughs> Say your ass off. Oh, fuck this. I got to get my ass back to work, boy. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got that work. He had to go back. Oh, hell no. She knew it too much. I'm going to be gone for them days. <laughs> With an I Am Athlete live tour. Oh, y'all got a tour this, Saturday, this weekend, this Saturday, right? right? Yes, yeah, sir. that's right. Talk to him, B. No, I mean, I think this is the first time. I mean, we trying to get in y'all lane, and, 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 you know, what you guys been doing is legendary, right? Like, you guys, you know, have this uh, amazing place and culture, and, you know, now you're seeing athletes do it more, and, and I think the next step for us is to connect with our audience. So going live um, is special. How many times do we get texts and tweets where it's like, yo, I wish I was there. Can I come pull up on the show, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So this is our opportunity to do it September 10th. We, uh, we're going to make an announcement. We got a couple uh, local Big time athletes coming and you know an artist, so it's gonna be cool. And where is it? It's at City Winery. Okay. So it's at City City Winery. You go to city citywinery.com. You go to our I Am Athlete Instagram page. Hit the link, and everything is right there where you can get your seat. Yeah, uh, we only got wine, about twenty food, more tickets all of that. now. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be nice. Y'all gotta come back, man, and Absolutely. build some more when y'all got some more time. Yeah, whenever yeah, y'all sure. in town, hold sure. up. For sure. Yes, Appreciate y'all. Right, it's Brandon Marshall. It's Pac Man Jones. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, 
and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.